hello and welcome back to the Living Holistic Podcast. I'm your host, Gigi Febres Cordero. And today's episode, I sit down with my lovely husband, Cesar Febres Cordero, and we chat about the exciting new life here on the farm that we got to experience this week and are still very much experiencing. Um, We chat about so many topics that I have touched on over the last few months since starting this pod from our fertility journey and slowing things down here on the farm because of that to the loss of my mother and what it was like for my husband having to go through that. Um, He shares some of his favorite stories with her. It's just a really sweet episode of us just chatting about life, really, our life and what we've gone through and what we're expecting and um, lovely little topics like that. So I really hope that you enjoy it. Before we dive in, I want to remind you again that it is still Customer Appreciation Month until the end of May. So if you're wanting to stock up on any of my herbal supplements or pick out some new ones that you haven't tried yet but have maybe had your eye on, you can get everything in the online shop, all of my supplements, for 25% off if you use the code MAY, that's M-A-Y at checkout. This is my thank you for your support, for listening, for being here, and I am so unbelievably grateful for that. So I hope you enjoy. Again, that's 25% off the online shop with the coupon code MAY at checkout, and uh, let's go ahead and dive into the episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. How are you? How are you? I am sitting here quite tired, a little overwhelmed, um, but I have my wonderful husband who's joining in the show today. Hey, honey, welcome back to the show. Hello. How are you this morning? I'm a little tired as well. Yeah? Yeah, the last 24 hours have been uh, interesting. Yeah, they have been, huh? Yeah. So it is Thursday morning around 8.30, so y'all will be hearing this. We'll be releasing this tomorrow. But yesterday morning, we woke up and noticed that our very pregnant... Uh, cat Jen, who y'all are very familiar with if you've been listening along on the show. She had, um, I guess her mucus plug is what they call it, has had broken. It was very obvious by the looks of her. And so we knew um, kittens would be arriving, what, within 24 hours is what we read or what you That's read? That's what they say, yeah. Yeah. But um, we don't know exactly when the mucus plug broke, but could have been in the night sometime Mm -hmm. um but we noticed it when we woke up and um yeah by like 9 a.m yesterday she was in active labor labor. Mm -hmm. so she wanted to birth under the sofa and she wanted to birth in the closet 
we had to, uh, you had to tie my closet doors closed, no? Yes. And, <laughs> and put a box in front of it. Yeah. So we made her this, like, nesting box to birth in, but she wanted nothing to do with that. And then we ended up just laying towels down on the floor. And for three, two, three hours, we laid there together, yeah, the three of us. And then there was four of us, and then there was five of us. <laughs> yes, there's many of us. And then there was six of us, and by the end of it, there was nine of us. Um. So, yeah, she had six beautiful kittens. Um. We have no idea the sexes yet, but there's three white, two gray, and one black. And um, how's she doing as a mom? I think she's doing good. You know, I don't really have experience. This is my first time experiencing uh, feline births. Yeah, I did as a lot as kid as a kid, but I don't remember. And my mom took care of all this stuff. I didn't. Um, I mean, they're still alive, so I guess she's doing good. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they are still alive. Um, she laid with them and nursed them for hours after they were born. Yeah, she was exhausted, too. She was exhausted. They were exhausted. It's interesting to see how they, like, find a nipple, latch on, and then just, like, don't move for hours. They just, like, nurse and fall asleep, still latched on, and then wake up and nurse and sleep. So that happened for hours, and then they just slept for hours. And she was out of the box and away from them. Yeah, she spent the evening with us hanging out and basically just followed us. And then if we sat on the couch, she'd sit on, sit on the couch next to us, stare at us and just meow, 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 <laughs> meow, 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 meow. She just walked around the house following us and talking for hours, which is kind of what she's doing right now. She just finished a nursing session and is now walking around talking about it. Yeah. Well, um, she obviously really didn't like the nesting box. No, you want to say you want to tell the story of this morning? Yeah, so I wake up and I swear I hear the like kittens like meow, you know, like their little squeaks that they make. All I heard was growling. Yeah, that happened after. But I like woke up and I was like, what is So I went, I got up and I checked cuz we put the me- the nesting box that we made for her in our shower. Which in is the in like the back shower. corner of the house. Yeah. We figured she'd feel safe back there. We put baby gates up to, to prevent keep... like the dogs and stuff from getting in there. And, you know, I went and I turned the light on and all six of them are there all curled up. And then I come back to bed and then it was probably three minutes later. They hear the couple cats growling and hissing at each other. And then I get up again and I check and two of them are missing. <laughs> I'm like, babe. We're missing two of the kittens. And then I get up and I see her running through the house with a kitten in her mouth. And I'm like, no. So my sister had reminded me I'd forgotten that they like to relocate the kittens. And that they did that when we were kids and we'd have to go like looking for them in the house. And so I thought it would be a little while because they're just still so young. But 
Yeah, I figured it lasts longer than 24 hours. Yeah. Before they started that, yeah. Yes, but I guess because Floof and Frank, the two white males that we had first, they sleep inside at night. And I guess it was fine all through the night, but this morning there was a tiff. And so because there was a tiff, she felt uncomfortable. This is our theory based on research and witnessing what happened. So we, so I think she felt they were unsafe where they were now. So she wanted to move them under the sofa where she felt they were a lot safer, which they're not. They have no box. They have no protection. Um, so she, she was in the process of moving them when I stopped her. Um, and I think that like threw off what she was doing. And what I think she was doing is there was a little empty box under the sofa and she had put one of them in there. And I think she was bringing them all into that empty box and then from there, she was going to get under the sofa with them, pull them back out and nurse them. But because I interfered, <coughs> she stopped that. So when we researched, what did you research this morning? Because I was, I just kept moving them back and then she was moving them back. And Cesar was like, babe, just stop. Like, let me do some research and figure out what's going on. So what did you find out? Well, I found out that, you know, there's uh, several reasons why they would want to move their kittens you know if they feel unsafe if it's too bright if it's too cold i guess if they just kind of feel like it but then um i started reading through some threads some cat threads and people say that you know if the mama's dead set on moving them just let her move them because if you keep moving them back the especially with new new cat mamas they can become disinterested and abandon the kittens, and then you'd have to bottle raise them. I'm or not even doing worst that. case scenario, they could kill them. That's crazy. Yeah, so I tossed stop. So I left it alone. I let her do it. And she moved four and then laid down and started nursing the four. And she left two in the original nesting box. And the only thing I could think is she had moved two multiple times already and I put them back. So I think in her head, she was like, they have to all be here. Yeah, I've she done made like this. 10 trips. Yeah, I've <laughs> done this so many times. They have to all be here. So she stopped and just let them start nursing. So I was like, do you think I should move the other two? So I moved the other two and then she just nursed for a few hours under the sofa and then they're just all under the sofa. So I took a towel and like wrapped it around them to kind of give them like a, a border. And she seems to think they're fine. She's, you can hear her probably. She's walking around talking, going and eating food, coming back, wants attention and affection and love. Um, it's been a very interesting whole process to go oh, through. For sure. And I swear they've gotten bigger since i feel like they've already doubled in size yeah they like it was when they they were born they're about the length of my pointer finger and now they're like at least 25 percent longer yeah and they're just bigger like yeah and they're all poofed out because their hair is dry and everything yeah um it was interesting to see just how okay she was to have us like right with her yeah 
because I'm used to like the goats and you know we give them space we're not in the stall with them we like let them have their own space and they clearly want their own space yeah like they don't want us in there with them but she wanted us like right yeah, with her dur- during the birthing process Gigi was um like rubbing her belly or rubbing her back and like loving on her and whenever she would stop Jin would stop like contractions or pushing and like look up at Gigi like why did you stop keep massaging me <laughs> yes, like I'm an active labor please rub me um so yeah it's been it's been interesting I'm I'm so grateful she nursed them all night and let us sleep and I know we only woke up I mean we did go to bed kind of late and we woke up at like 5 30 5 45 is about when she started moving them but I feel so out of it and exhausted I feel like I was up all night yeah, because it's like woke up with like a shot of adrenaline almost. Yes, of like figuring out what to do and how to solve it. And like just it's when you're new at something and it's your first time doing it, it can be stressful. I'm sure we'll be a little bit more relaxed when Juice has hers in a week. Yeah, and Juice is like a more laid back cat too. Yes, she is. She'll probably just go hide in a corner, you know, and and birth and, you know. And then all of a sudden, we're like, she'll bring them out to us and show them to us. Like, hey, look what I did. Yeah. (laughs) She is more, like, independent on her own, where Jen is very much more, like, wants to be. Jen's like a dog. Yeah, she's like a dog. She wants to be with us all the time. She follows the dogs around. I mean, she's been following us around, like, loyally for the last two or three weeks. Yeah. I wondered if... We go outside, we go inside. She's meowing at the door to follow wherever we go. She does, yeah. She does. So, what else is going on, honey? You've been a little under the weather. Yes, I have been. Got a sinus infection last week. Um, the first two days were were pretty rough, but you know, I, with the uh, the tea you made me, that really did help because I, I stopped taking it, and then like a day later, like start coughing and it started getting worse again. But anyways, it's been it's been a little while. I still have some. Uh, Sinus issues, like some pressure. My ears were a little, was hurting a little bit, like four or five days ago. But yeah. yeah, getting better little by little. Yeah, yeah. But that's been hard because you haven't been. It didn't allow you to sleep very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was that's that was the worst part, not yeah. being able to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you were sleeping out on the sofa because it was keeping me up. So that's never any fun. Um, yeah, I made him this tea, this herbal blend for his sore throat and uh, congestion, um, upper respiratory con- congestion to move it up and out. And I actually, it, it came out really, really well. It's very palatable and it works. And yeah. it's a very strong medicinal strength tea for sore throat and congestion. So I actually... Um, shared the recipe both on Instagram and on uh, my latest blog post. So if y'all are dealing with anything like that or just want to have the recipe on hand for when it comes up, um, definitely go check it out either on IG or on um, my blog. That's on the website, Shop Luna Nueva. But um, yeah, and so you've been sick and... but so grateful that you're doing better but we've had a lot going on um celebrating mom yeah and um her birthday and um 
dealing with all of that, how I've been sharing a lot about on here with, you know, with, with my people who listen, um, about going through this time of grief, of heavy grief, of missing, you know, grieving my mom and her passing and then feeling like the completion of that year cycle of grief and, um, and feeling like a shift in myself. But, um, you know, you and my mom were really close. Yeah, we were. Um, Partners in crime. (laughs) Sugar eating crime. (laughs) Seltzer and my mom had their little shared sweet tooth. Yeah, for sure. My favorite is when uh, they used to have, when they lived up in Cherry Log up in Georgia, and we'd go up there for Thanksgiving. And, you know, there's always like the whole family would be there. So there's, you know, tons of food, obviously. And then the, the desserts had their own table. Had a bunch of cakes and pies and stuff like that. But uh, Gigi's Aunt Sarah mm-hmm. makes this caramel cake, which is amazing. And, you know, I would always, because, we, you know, we were younger and we'd always be hanging out. So we'd eat a little bit. But I'd always save dessert for kind of the end of the night. And, you know, but I'd pay attention to that caramel cake. I'd, you know, keep track to see how much is left. Because if it got too low, I'd have to cut a piece and put it away for myself. Yeah. You had to hide stuff in, yeah. in our family if I, you yeah. wanted it. So then, <laughs> and then, you know, one one Thanksgiving, there was, there was over half of the cake left. And, you know, and I was like, okay. And then I come back like an hour or two later. And all the desserts are all gone. They're all gone. So then I go up to your mom judy and i'm like hey did uh is there any more of that of that caramel cake and she says nope it's all gone and i looked at her and i said really there was like over half of a cake like like an hour or two ago and she looks at me with these eyes and puts her finger to her mouth and goes shh and then she like does this like hold on motion with her hand because <laughs> she was she was washing dishes i'm like okay so then, you know, I kind of hang out in the area and stuff. When she's done with the dishes, she she gives me this look. And I'm like, okay. So then I, f- I f- she, and she goes to like where the stairs to go down in the basement are. So we, I follow her down to the basement. And they have another fridge down in the basement. <laughs> and she opens up the fridge and she pulls out like almost everything in the fridge because she hid this cake like in the back <laughs> recess corner behind everything. And then sure enough, there was like half of a cake there. <laughs> So then we sit there and we we don't eat though everything that's left, but we we consume a large portion of it. Just her and I, just sneakily eating cake in the basement. <laughs> so from that moment on, every time there was some sweets involved, she'd uh, I'd be her co-conspirator. She'd come find me, and vice versa. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> So, how has this last year been for you, babe? It's been rough. Um, You know, I miss her a lot. You know, I loved her dearly. You know, and there, after we got married, I called her mom. She's, you know, we always had so many good conversations. And I feel like she was proud to have me as a a son-in-law. 
She was. She loved having conversations with you. She loved talking politics with you. She loved talking business with you. Yeah. She loved talking with and, you. And, uh, you know, I miss that a lot. You know, um, obviously I don't feel like my grief was as strong as yours was. But I also had to deal with you going through that grief and yeah. seeing you and hurt in the way that you did. And that really affected me a lot. And um, it was tough. There were times that were real, really tough for me, you know. But we made it through, and I definitely feel like I've seen a shift in the way that you grieve your mom. Um, more healthy, you yeah. know. Yeah. And um, that makes me positive. And I think you know, like with celebrating her birthday this year, celebrating her life on her birthday. Yeah. I think it was really, it was really a beautiful thing to see, like, you know, you and your sister and your dad, like, enjoy yourselves remembering her and, like, thinking of the good times and everything versus, like, mourning the fact that she's not there. Yeah. You know, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful day. It really was. Yeah. What do you think of the new tradition I thought up of us making a cake for her every year on her birthday? Oh, I love it. <laughs> Every time cake's involved, I'm there. I knew you would say that. <laughs> so you helped me this year with the cake, right? Because I had never really made a cake before. Yeah. So I don't know what I was doing. And I'm such a bad rule follower. I'm like, oh, it's fine. We'll just do a little extra or a little less. You're like, absolutely not. You can't do that with baking, Gigi. <laughs> not with cakes. <laughs> And then I had no idea how to make the frosting. <laughs> yeah. But y'all helped me and I did it. And every year I'll get better. Yeah, yeah, I'm making a cake tomorrow. You are making a cake tomorrow. Why are you making a cake tomorrow, honey? For your birthday. Ooh. What kind of cake you making me? A strawberry cake. A strawberry cake with? Strawberry curd filling. Hey. And strawberry icing. No, not strawberry icing. I don't want strawberry icing. No? No. I want cream cheese icing with strawberry cake. So cream cheese is icing is not icing? No, not strawberry icing. You just want plain cream cheese icing? Yes, but I want stra sliced fresh strawberries on oh, top. Well, it's a good thing we had this conversation. <laughs> strawberry cream cheese icing on there. No, I want <coughs> fresh strawberries on top, but I want regular icing. Okay. But strawberry cake. With the curd. With the curd. Okay, yeah. I got you. <laughs> my sister normally makes my cake every year, but this year, I don't know why, I just wanted you to make it. And my sister was totally down with it. She was like, I didn't plan on making your cake this year anyhow. <laughs> I mean, I've been making cakes for the family for the last three or four years anyways. I know. You know what I realized, y'all? On my mom's birthday this year, I realized that I was sharing a photo of her of her last birthday, and she was um, standing at her cake, and I realized Susser made that for her. You made her last birthday cake she ever had. Yeah. Oh, it's so sweet, honey. I love that. I love how close y'all were. Yeah, and she always wanted me to make the caramel cake for Thanksgiving. Yes, because Aunt, Aunt Sarah passed away. You must have only had Aunt Sarah's actual cake, like, once, and then you probably had... I think I had it two or three times. Really? Yeah, because I went to Thanksgiving up there several times. Yeah, I know. I just feel like Aunt Sarah's been gone a really long time. Um, But 
Anyhow, Aunt Sarah made wonderful cakes. Yeah, she did. She was a beast. She was, but you took over for the as the cake baker in the family. Yeah. Or desserts in general. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I made your dad that uh, bread pudding for mm. his birthday a couple years ago. I didn't remember, but now I do. Yeah, that's that was crazy. really good. So mm-hmm. I was really impressed with that one. Yeah, dad loves bread pudding. Dad, dad doesn't have a sweet tooth like <coughs> mom and y'all. It's more like me. We like it sometimes. We have to be in the mood. Yeah. But like if we've had a nice steak and potatoes, we're like, we can pass on the cake yeah you're more savory people yeah we're satisfied i'd pick bacon or steak over cake any day (laughs) have a bacon cake oh yeah i don't do i'm not into the whole sweets with bacon thing but you know i don't really like sweets with my savory throws it off i know you're so weird i know (laughs) i can't help it (laughs) i was born this way you love how weird i am yes i do Yes, yes, yes. So, I thought we could also touch on um, what's going on here on the farm, aside from kittens, and um, what's going on with us, with this, which is kind of us trying to procreate (laughs) (laughs) our fertility journey, and how you're feeling with that, and where we are, because... You know, my list, my listeners know really all about me and where I am. I share every week very openly mm-hmm. about my thoughts and feelings and frustrations when it comes to the fertility journey. But there's so much tied up in it right now because it's very linked with what's happening on the farm or what's not happening. So how are you feeling about us kind of slowing down the growth of the farm so we can focus on us and whether we go to Mexico or, you know, what happens. We can't keep getting animals. We can't get the pigs like we've talked about if we're going to be gone in Mexico for a month. And, you know, we don't want to make it more work for someone, potentially your parents, (laughs) to to watch our farm. No, I agree. It's kind of a... I don't know. It's kind of a conundrum because I don't know why I just feel, I just feel it like in my gut that we're not going to end up having to make that trip to Mexico to get pregnant. You know, since we got the, the good news from all our blood work back in March, you know, that we're both in good, like both of our hormones and everything are really in good place. And I don't know. I just feel like it's going to happen before we get a chance to go to Mexico, you know, but then you kind of got to kind of got to figure if we do have to end up making that trip to Mexico, then we have to take into consideration, like you said, about the animals on the farm and everything like that. So um, as far as the farm, I'm okay with just kind of like beautifying and maintaining where we're at and, um, you know, kind of let, just let it, let it do do what it do, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm mostly bummed that we didn't hatch, you know, we weren't really able to hatch out turkeys for, so we won't have fresh turkey for Thanksgiving. No, we won't. But, I mean, apparently, I've learned this year that as long as you keep taking their eggs, they keep laying them. Yeah. Because last year, you remember, they, they went through two seasons. So we're going to have turkey eggs. eggs for Thanksgiving? Yes. <laughs> 
can have a turkey. We'll just have a whole bunch we'll of... boil a bunch of turkey eggs. Perfect. <laughs> and you, we'll, we'll use toothpicks and we'll make it in the shape of a turkey. <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is that we could hatch out later on. Yeah, but they won't be they ready. They still won't be ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I really wish we could do the pigs, but it's just not the right time because of this, because yeah. of our situation, like the farm kind of has to go on the back burner for now. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. So I'm, I'm using this time to run little experiments. Like I'm letting one of my, our broody hens yeah. sit on some eggs and hopefully they're supposed to hatch like this weekend like your birthday or Sunday, yeah. Saturday or Sunday. So we'll see if she can keep them alive. Yeah. That's the hard part is if the other birds don't kill them. Yeah. Isn't that what's common? Well, the, the my parents' neighbor gave us like 12 or 13 birds mm -hmm. like eight or nine months ago, almost a year ago now. And yeah, they had them for like years. Yeah, before a, the HO before the HOA caught on. <laughs> yeah, they had them for years. Yeah, but they started with like four, and then this one hen goes broody, and he apparently she's a good mom. She takes care of her chicks. And so, this is the one. And this is the one. Yeah. Yeah. So this is her like third time going broody on us since we got her. Yeah. So you just so I decided to just let her. So we'll see what happens. You know, and, you know, it's, that's part of, that's one of the things about farming that's, that I really love is that, you know, not only do different things work on different places and yeah. different properties and everything like that. Cause I mean, like something you, that works for you might not work for your neighbor mm -hmm. sometimes, you know what I mean? So like doing these like little experiments, like trial and error to kind of figure out like what's really possible. You know. There's not one right way to do something when it comes to farming, when it comes to so many things, when it comes to farming, when it comes to parenting, yeah. but yet we put these expectations on everyone and we think just because something works for us that everyone else should be doing it. I mean, it's the same thing whenever it comes to diet and exercise. Yeah. Not, you know what I mean? There's so many different ways to do one thing and they're all the right way if it works for if that person. Works, yeah definitely a case by case but we love to bash other people and say you're doing it wrong just because they're doing it different yeah it's like when we got the ducks and we saw a bunch of youtube videos and we did a bunch of research and everybody said you can't have chickens and ducks together and, and we're like well, we don't have well, any other right. options well, so we'll, we ended up put, putting chicken ducks geese and turkeys together mm -hmm. you know and sure like it wasn't all peaches and creams we had our ups and downs but they all did fine. But I mean, they nobody eventually, they eventually figured it out. Yeah, yeah, nobody killed each other. They uh -uh. eventually figured it out. Yeah. I wouldn't do it again. No. It's not ideal. No, and it's, it's not ideal because they all need different types of food. And ducks are dirty. And ducks are so dirty. Ducks <laughs> are so dirty. So dirty. Yeah. Um, They have to be like the dirtiest of the fowl out there. I don't know. They're so dirty. They really are. They, they just make messes. <laughs> like you just, like we can't stress enough how yeah. dirty ducks are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's definitely for me, I don't know, I go back and forth. I am, I'm a dreamer and a doer and I constantly like to be growing. You know that about me. 
I'm constantly pushing myself to do more. Um, but it's nice to be in a place where we just kind of get to chill and enjoy the fruit of our labor because we have done so much since we moved out here. I don't give us enough credit. No, you don't. I know. <laughs> you say that all the time. I don't. We've done so much. I mean, we really have. And so really being able to spend more time in the garden and working on that and putting in new gardens all over. And like you said, really beautifying everything since we've really figured out like systems and how we want stuff and where we want stuff. Now I can go around and add plants and wind chimes and, you know, zhuzh it up. I can zhuzh it up. Yeah. So I've really been enjoying that. Um, our new little breakfast nook that I made yeah. um, out back that we get to sit and have breakfast and look over the garden. And that's been, I've really enjoyed that. I'm excited to use it this weekend while everyone's here. Um, but I'm just, I think because it's linked to our fertility journey, it just frustrates me. Yeah, but I mean, I kind of see it as all part of the process, Yeah, you know, and I mean, at the end of the day, the farm is kind of secondary to making a baby. So how are you feeling about that process? Uh, five years in. Five years in. Well, it's, it's been a long road. A lot of heartache, a lot of disappointments. You know, it's been it's been tough. And I mean, I say it's been tough for me, but again, like, for me, it's more just like disappointment that it hasn't happened yet. But, you know, watching you mourn every time, you know, you get your period and then that the, the watching you hurt the way you do, that really tears me up. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I don't either. I'm going to cry. I know. I don't want to do it anymore either. I was, I had therapy yesterday and I was talking to my therapist about it and just the frustrations of feeling like, you know, you don't work. It's like every month, you know, like you do your part, (laughs) you know? And so I know for you, it must be frustrating because you're like, I did what I'm supposed to do. I don't know. And then I feel like, okay, now the rest of it's up to me, but it's not, but my body's not working. It's not doing what it's supposed to do. And that's such a crappy feeling. And it makes you feel so alone. Like, even though I know that, like you say, you know, it, it breaks your heart too, but you're not a female that feels like you have a broken body. And I know that there's other women out there and I know that I've actively sought out a support group and found a support group, but I just haven't been able to join the call. I've missed two since finding it because they only do it once a month. Yeah. I don't know why I can't join the call. I don't know, babe. I don't know. I feel like if it happened, I think it has a lot to do with where I am in my cycle too. Because if I'm already in that place of sadness, it's hard for me to, it's, I don't know, honestly, because now I'm thinking too, if I'm in a good place, it's hard for me to join because I don't want to be sad. But then if I'm in a sad place, you know me, I like to sit in my shit by myself. Yeah. I always like to sit in my shit by myself. Yeah. You know, but, 
you know, aside from the disappointments and everything like that, you know, I'm a firm believer and, you know, things have happened for a reason. You know, God's plan is perfect. It's not for us to understand it, but, you know, had we gotten pregnant earlier, we wouldn't be on this farm now. I know. You know? I, I do. I believe that. I mean, and I guess that's part of why I feel like it's going to happen naturally. Yeah. Like, soon. Because I feel like we're finally, like, in a stable place where we're both relatively happy, you know, with the lives that we have. Oh, I'm super happy. My only complaint in life is that I'm not a mom. That's yeah, really but you know, it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there's not really, we don't really have much stress. No. You know what I mean? Which is a huge part. Yeah. You know? And, um, yeah, I mean, it's great out here with all the animals and all the gardens and... I know, it's the perfect environment to raise a little one in. Yeah. Or a couple little ones. Yeah. Or a couple few little ones. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel this, like, huge clock. It's like, like, we have this amazing farm, and then there's this giant clock tower on the farm with this giant clock that's going tick, tick, tick. You're getting too old. Tick. That's literally how I feel. Yeah. But I do believe in timing. I do. I know, like, you know, I've been talking about how I'm just, you know, we're just getting into the place of flow and ease. And, yeah, we don't have much stress at all. I mean, I absolutely love our life. We're so blessed. We're so blessed. I literally texted my girlfriend yesterday and I was like, how is this my life that I just get on a Wednesday morning? I just get to sit on the bathroom floor and watch six kittens be born. And that's literally my responsibility for the Wednesday morning. Like, that's my job. How is that our life? It's amazing. It really is. <laughs> it really is. It's just, I mean, I can't, I feel, I almost feel bad complaining. But, you know, I have this big dream that I want so bad. I feel like, you know, we have everything that, that would be so perfect for a little human I I don't think you should feel bad about complaining about that yeah you know I think that's a valid complaint yeah yeah Yeah. I don't know I just feel so grateful and uh, sometimes I feel bad for feeling bad Give me a reason. The vicious cycle. I know. Give me a reason to feel bad. (laughs) If I don't have one, I'll just feel bad for feeling bad. Goodness gracious. Well, I am looking forward to having so much fun over the next few days. Oh, yeah. Me too. I've been looking forward to it. Your your sisters are coming. Yeah. my, My close, my super close sister, the one who, Jimmy, who we have the same mom and dad. She gets here tonight. Yes. Jimmy's one of your best friends. Isn't that how we met? Yeah. I've known Jimmy longer than I've known you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was actually really cute when we were at um, their house for my mom's birthday. Cesar and Jimmy were off in Jimmy's bedroom and like you could hear him like talking and giggling like a couple schoolgirls. <laughs> and my dad was like, they really are just the closest of friends, aren't they? And I was like, yeah, dad, they've been friends longer than Cesar and I. He's like, I know, I just love that. He's like, it just makes me so happy. It was so sweet. He's so sentimental in his old age. 
He yeah. just, he's so cute. He calls and he tells all the time. He tells me this, like, all I do is worry. He's like, I'm not going to be here much longer. And then y'all won't have any parents here. And all I do is worry. He's like, I don't really worry about you, though. <laughs> That's what he tells me. He's like, I just worry about your sisters. And I'm like, why? Why don't you worry about me? And he's like, because you have your whole other family. He's like, Cesar's family is so amazing. And, you know, you're a part of it just as if you were born into it. And he's like, I don't have to worry about you because you have you have a whole other family that will take care of you once I'm gone. It's so sweet. He loves your parents so much. Yeah, he does. It's so wonderful. We were so blessed with that. See, another blessing. How could I possibly feel bad now? <laughs> <laughs> we are so blessed to have that, though, because I hear horror stories of in-laws. Oh, yeah. We both got lucky there. That yeah. That department, for sure. Yeah. 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 So Jimmy comes tonight, and she'll be here all weekend, spoiling the crap out of me, as she does. Yes. Um, she's good at that. I'm very lucky. And then we always eat really good when she's we here. always eat really well. Um, and then Saturday, your okay. No, let's go to Friday. So tomorrow okay. is my birthday brunch because Saturday on my actual birthday we're doing something else. So every year on my birthday you make me the same meal. What is it? It's a uh, Brussels sprout hash. Brussels sprout hash with fried eggs. With fried eggs, yeah. So I don't even know. Ten years ago or something, we were in Atlanta. More than that? It was probably closer to 15. 15 years ago? Yeah, oh, probably. my goodness. We were in Atlanta, and we went out to eat with your cousins, and mm-hmm. that restaurant had Brussels sprout hash. Yes. And we were like, this is the most amazing thing ever. Yeah, it was like an appetizer. It was so yeah, good. It was so good. And you asked them how to make it? Yes, I asked them how to make it. Um, they gave me the general recipe. And then I think as soon as we got back from Atlanta, like we went and got Brussels sprouts and, and made bacon it and stuff. And, and then yeah. how did it become my birthday brunch? I don't remember. Well, I mean, I, I just requested it I, one yeah, year. Yeah, you just requested it one year, and then and know. then it stuck. And every year since then, you make me Brussels sprout hash with fried eggs on my birthday. And even if I had to work that day, you would always get up early. Yeah, yeah, because it, it takes me. it takes a couple hours to make. Or you'd prep the Brussels the night before or something, yeah. so we could have it in the morning before I'd, before we'd go to work. Um. So yeah, so you're gonna make me that tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow morning. Um, but we'll probably eat like for brunch time, like 11. Yeah, probably around 11. Yeah. Um, does that mean I have to do chores while you cook? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess I could do that. Um, and then what do we have planned? Oh, tomorrow night. So when <laughs> something you should know about our families, we're very food oriented. So when company's coming, we plan out every meal at a time. So we will discuss all the meals because food's so important. So then tomorrow night I'm making meatballs with milk gravy. So like Swedish meatballs. Yes. I've gotten really good at it because we have lots of milk. Yes. We've had lots, lots of, of pork. Yeah. Yes, lots of ground pork um, from a pig we did a while, oh, a year ago. A year ago now. Yeah, it's almost gone. Um, we actually got the delivery of this pork the morning mom passed away. So I'll always remember the day yeah. we got 250 pounds of ground pork yeah. <laughs> delivered to us. 
Um, so we'll have that for dinner. And then Saturday, we're just going to have like a quick breakfast, probably just like protein shakes because we have, we're going to do the a uh, project. Yeah. We're going to make a washing table for the veggies. Yes. So when you're harvesting a bunch of vegetables, especially like root vegetables, like carrots, radishes, things like that, they're covered in dirt. Dirt. Mm -hmm. And for one, you don't want to bring that in the house, even though we have been for the last few years. But two, all the sand and stuff is really bad for the um, garbage, garbage disposal. disposal. Yeah. So he's building, we already have kind of like the framework for it in the back, but we're creating like a washing t station that has, um, what's that stuff called? Hardware cloth. Hardware cloth, which is like a metal mesh. Yeah. Like thing metal mesh and so that's going to go across it so you can lay all the veggies on top and hose them down and all the dirt yes goes back into the yeah, ground the, where this table's going to be it's like slightly elevated probably yes. about like a foot or two higher than the area that's like right below it which is where you're going to put your herb garden in. yes my medicinal herb i'm putting in a large medicinal herb garden um I say right now, I've barely started it, but... We're still planning. We're, yeah, we're planning it, we're working on it, we're clearing the area. Um, so that'll be a perfect way for it to get extra water mm. as it falls down and goes that way. It's also where we process animals. Yes. So we'll be able to utilize the table for that as well. Yeah, we'll have a, 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 a piece, piece of plywood that, that goes on top, top of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm excited for this. It's these little things. Like I'm saying, we're finally figuring out like little things that help us. And this really, I mean, maybe like you say, everything happens for a reason. So maybe this is why it's happening like this. Instead of focusing on continuing to grow and get new animals, this allows us to really narrow in and create yeah. systems that work, that will make things easier for us in the long run when we do go back to growing the farm. For sure. Um, so that's happening. And then since Saturday is my birthday, it's the main meal, the main event. All I asked for was snow crabs. <laughs> I said, I just want snow crab and Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> I could, I'm like, I just envisioned myself finishing the wash table, sitting down at our big feasting table with snow crab and shrimp and potatoes poured out on the table like a big boil and a giant glass of Sauvignon Blanc and just eating snow crab and drinking Sauvignon Blanc for the rest of the day. So that's what I want to do. It sounds like a plan. That is my birthday wish. And then Sunday we're not going to the market. No. We're going to have... Oh, because that's right. Because who else is coming Saturday? Oh, that's right. yeah. So Saturday, my other sister, Becca, and her wonderful boyfriend, CJ, are coming. And my absolutely adorable... So handsome brother-in-law, Cesar's brother, Alan, and his beautiful wife, my sister-in-law, Liz, they're coming and they're going to spend the uh, day with us and everyone's staying the night. So we're going to have a big, we'll probably have a fire, even though it's hot. Um, we'll probably have a big fire in the fire pit and everyone's going to hang out and sleep over. And then Sunday, we'll all chill and relax. I have a big blow-up pool right now on the deck, so we'll probably all lay around in the blow-up pool and um, 
So at first, I was going to ask Susser to work the market for me. I mean, I already did, and he said he would. But then once I realized all these people are going to be here, I said family's more important than money. So yeah. you should stay home. And we can all enjoy time together. So that will be nice. And, uh, yeah, that's the weekend. I'm so excited. I'm excited, babe. It's going to be good. Jen's here now sitting on Susser's lap. I mean, she's been around the whole time. I'm sure y'all could hear her. Um, But thanks for coming on the show, babe. I just wanted to kind of, you know, check in with you and share your thoughts and feelings on everything that's going on and your perspective on topics we've been chatting about on here. And thanks for um, being open and sharing from your heart. For sure. Anytime, babe. I love you. I love you, too. Well, guys, thanks for hanging out with us today. We love you, too. I hope you have a wonderful, fabulous weekend. And I will be back to catch you up on all of the crazy happenings in Kitten World um, next week. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Living Holistic Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, I ask that you please follow, rate, review, and share with anyone else you feel would also enjoy. The Living Holistic Podcast will be back again next week.